DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And you know, I hate doing an episode without my brother. He's in the building. He's back at it, man. My guy, my partner, my podcaster host, <laughs> podcast co-host. <laughs> Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What's good, brother? Just give me the light. That, that joint... We were just talking about lighting right before we we launched and mm-hmm. shit. It reminded me of the, uh, one of my coworkers be using a, a light to to light they join up and, and they light skin. And uh, but I don't know, uh, he must be using like a mag light or some shit. One of them, them, them shits from the infomercials that, that dudes be using for tactical purposes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, OD joints. Wash the whole... <laughs> yeah. And it ain't no accident because he used that drink like multiple times. Yeah. Now, yo, I don't know how you do yeah. it too. Cause so, like, I'll be doing the live with me. Shout out to Ayo Wednesdays. Uh, check us out on Instagram, eight PM every Wednesday. And just staring at this light for like the entire time. I got like a migraine by the end of this shit, bro. And I got another one right here to the side too. You know what I mean? So I got <laughs> got a ton of shit going on. Now I get extra bright though. How you been, man? How's life been, brother? Happy New Year. Yeah, man. New Year. New, new year, new year. <laughs> I just been chilling, man. Just trying to maintain. I, I ain't make no resolutions like that, but uh, I've been continuing. I haven't been doing the gym like more than I have before, but I have been trying to um, make time for it. So going like at least like five times a week. That's everybody's big one. Like New Year's must be uh, Planet Fitness's Black Friday. <laughs> Hell yeah! You know what I mean, like that. Every gym is giving some deals, but the deals be mad limited. It'd be like through February or yeah, March yeah, or something yeah. like that. I think. I think there's like a date, like a science to it, like um, through, I can't remember what through which date, but from New Year's until some date, like gym memberships are through the roof. It's funny because that's usually when I, I chill out going because that's when you get all the new people. <laughs> Don't know how to use equipment. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah, no gym yeah. adequate. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't with it. <laughs> but I, I do, um, I was going consistently. This week's been kind of hectic, but that's the thing too, right? When you get those hectic weeks, especially we got kids too, man. It's like, it's real easy to go one day, two day. Next thing you know, it's four days since you've been in that in that joint. So I'm just trying to stay consistent, get back on it, man. Um, how's everything else? How's life been? Life's been good, man. You know the kid, man. Kids getting older. Yeah, we're getting crazy. How's the first Christmas? First Christmas? Well, this is second the second Christmas, Christmas fault, second. but this is the first, like, walking Christmas. Like, this is, this is first Christmas with, like, manual dexterity and shit. <laughs> so you can, like, tear stuff open, yeah. play with mad toys, just... Uh, fuck the tree up and everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. create the fantasy, man. It get it, it, it gets harder. <laughs> it ramps yeah. up. The gifts get more yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. But that's the cool thing about cool kids. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, little kids. They, they you get them cheap. They like the box more than the present. You know what I'm saying? So exactly, <laughs> exactly. So trying to to temper people down with like buying too. That's probably the biggest challenge. Like not you know trying to ask people not to buy too much big mm-hmm. shit. Like man, stop buying them cars and fucking houses and shit. <laughs> Just buy them like a you know. I don't know. It's fucking just get them the box. Literally man. the most just, simple shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know what's crazy? Um, I I don't think I told you about this. Like in the past maybe three months, I got into Nerf guns. And never had Word? a Nerf gun as a kid. Not like I'm, I'm, I, we probably your mom's are probably the same way. You can't play with guns, you're gonna get shot by the police outside, you know what I'm saying? Or the yeah. gang the, the gangbang is gonna you know what I'm saying? Somebody gonna right, mistake right, it for right. something. So it's like, nah, we don't do that gunplay. And I never was into like guns as a kid. Um, I mean, we shot real guns before and stuff like that. Went to firing ranges, but um, I never got as a kid. No, 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 no. As, as adults, we went to Vegas and all that. Remember? Yeah. Oh, you mean because you said as a kid you were never yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. guns and shit. I was like, damn, <laughs> you grew up and spent a couple summers in Arkansas, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But um, so I never really was into them. And then one day I just kind of seen one that caught my eye. I was like, it's dumb cheap. 
I was like, it had a nice little design to his little like one shooter. And yeah. I went from there and I got the big shit with the drum on it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I got all types of shit. And I remember Spec had came by the crib one time. We was doing an episode and I was like, I'm going to show him, you know what I'm saying, the joint. And I pulled out like, you know, the, the crazy gun. Like I was like, right, you know, I've been, I've been fucking with these Nerf guns. And he ain't even like look at it. He ain't even like, you know what I'm saying? You don't think you bring out a toy, somebody gonna be like, yo, let me see what's good. <laughs> he ain't even yeah. like wanna touch it. So I was like, all right, nigga made me feel little. <laughs> made me feel embarrassed <laughs> about my new hobby and shit. Next thing I know, this nigga hit me up like, yo, wifey, um, because you know he got a son. He's like, wifey cop, little yeah. man, some some of these nerf guns. I've been playing with this shit for two hours straight. <laughs> and he showed me his shit. So he he done built up his collection. I'm like, yo, these shits is addictive, bro. I don't know what it is. They silly, but it's just I don't know how to explain it. It's a little stress reliever too. <laughs> don't they got don't they got like a little like um you know, like a feedback, like a sound, like a feeling of a click and shit like that. Yeah, because sometimes you got, well, you got to cock them. You definitely got a full gun feel. Yeah. Like, nah, they, we got to, um, spec got the same one I got. We got a, like a shotgun one that can shoot two at one time. If you hit the light yeah. enough. It's, I'm like, yo, this shit's a little too, like, <laughs> in depth for these kids to be getting into, though, bro. And yeah. it's, But but you can never shut, shut like, it was Nerf or nothing. <laughs> Can't shut down the Nerf gun industry, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the truth is, though, I mean, you know, Guns is a thing. It's just a, a difficult to tackle. How is it just the, the the access to real firearms that you gotta tackle and the the psychological I don't know rom- romanceification mm-hmm. of it? Like, is it, what do you tackle? Is a Nerf gun necessarily gonna make a kid into a shooter? I don't know. It's kind of like the whole hip hop yeah thing. Like, you know, if kids listen to rap, will, will it make them this or or whatever? I don't let my daughter play with them. I feel weird about... And even like when I told Gary, I was like, when Gary told me his son had one, I was like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, I don't know. But it's each his own, right? Like, it, it, it takes parenting. Every parent do their own thing to their yeah. own style. But for me... I think maybe even so with like boys, I don't know, because you, you just think of boys being school shooters for some reason. It's like, I, I'm like, nah, we ain't doing the Nerf gun thing. <laughs> we can find a whole bunch of other things. But then, yeah. are they, is that really different than them playing Fortnite? Is that really different than yeah. them playing these games, Call of Duty? So it's really um, the parenting that comes in, you know what I mean? And um, it brings us actually yeah. to our first topic, man. We haven't spoken in a while, um, but while we was on our break... Um, we're going to call this segment Catching Up With Keith because, you know what I'm saying, some things happen between the new year and now. And the first one that came up was a six-year-old shot a teacher, bro, um, out in Virginia. Yeah. You heard about that story? <laughs> the, the, yeah, the crazy story. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, just like I said, the, the question is, is it, you know, is it that we just need to limit the access to real firearms or is it that we need to limit to things that might bring about ideations of, of uh, firing a mm-hmm. gun? Perhaps it's both, man. Six years old with like a clear intent. That's bananas. I did hear about it. And hit that. the target. That's the part. I'm yeah. like, yo, I, I shot as a grown man, shot a gun, and we couldn't hit the 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 paper thing that we was trying to hit like 15 right. feet away. So I'm like, yo, he hit his target too. He knew exactly how to cock. It was a nine millimeter from what I understand. Like he knew exactly what to do. The fact that he it wasn't locked up, he had access to it. You know what I mean? Like uh, for everybody who doesn't know, this, uh, they haven't released his name, but... <clears throat> Basically, the teacher, Abigail Zwerner, she's a 25-year-old lady, was shot in the chest. She basically turned around, and the gun was pointed at her. You know what I mean? Um, luckily, she took a defensive position, and I think the bullet went through her hand, and it hit her in the chest. But um, that's I think that's every teacher's, every modern-day teacher's current fear, right? Of, like, you know kids, school shootings happen. You know how things could go left. Even not even um, being shot, but maybe, like, uh, a student having an act of aggression towards you. You know what I mean? I think right. that's every student's fear, but six years old? You're not even thinking like that's, cause you know what I mean? Like that's, 
insane. And as a parent, one of my biggest fears, you know what I'm saying? That my daughter yeah. could be in that same classroom, could be down the hall from that, could be, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's some, this is some crazy stuff. It's um, It said that they figured out that the kid used the child's gun. Uh, sorry, excuse me, his mother's gun, excuse me, that was purchased legally. Um, but it doesn't seem that it was locked up, so it's unclear how he gave access. And Virginia law uh, prohibits leaving a loaded gun where it's accessible to a, a child under 14. However, it's just a misdemeanor, though. Um, the the crime of leaving the gun yeah, around is a misdemeanor. Exactly. So I don't know if they're going to try to file the moms um, with maybe more serious charges or something like that. But that's... Yeah, to what you said, Keith, it, like, why is it the kid even for conflict resolution, right? Whatever he might have had with the teacher the day before, or whatever reason he wanted to shoot that teacher, why is his idea, like, let me go straight to the gun, is is a yeah. question that we got to ask ourselves as a country. Yeah, Newport News. Ain't that where um, Iverson's from? Yeah. Or is that Michael Vick or one uh, both, of them? Both, both, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Definitely Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they call the Newport bad news. That's where my, my mind went. I, was, I don't know anything about Newport News, uh, Virginia. I just figured it was... Just completely the hood, right? Mm. Just because the whole Newport bad news thing. Huh? That's got you, got quite you. some branding. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that that, that yeah that shit is crazy. To your point about that um that being a teacher's fear, I, I'd imagine like part of their fear is something you fear something that you could kind of imagine. So in this case, like um we've seen school shootings, and a lot of times it tends not to be it tends to be old. If it is a current students, it's older students. Mm-hmm. So it would be. So like a, in a high school or something like that. In the elementary school, our experience with that has been someone from the outside. Coming in. Someone yeah. older coming in. So like that, I, I think now will put a, a new fear into into teachers. I'm sure they, they could imagine that scenario, but they probably, it's one of those things like, yeah, it could happen, but it's probably, you know, probably won't happen. But then it hap- really happens in real life. Right, and then, yeah. I, so I can't even imagine and isn't, uh, being a teacher in that town. Isn't this like the... Third shooting, like national news story that we came, we heard come out of Virginia, because we had the uh, the college was that in Virginia, uh, near Virginia Tech or something like that. No, 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 no. no. Maybe I'm mixing it up. The the recent one with the, the black dude, um, he shot the other three college college football players. He, I think that was, uh, I think it was University of Virginia. Or was that like out that? there? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, something and like yeah, that. It's, it's it's not great news coming out of Virginia when everything is like shooting, 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 mass shoot. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not cool. And you can imagine the stories that don't make the national news that you know what I mean might yeah. be even more tragic. Um, yeah. Speaking of shooting, man, in the second segment, it's um, sorry, second part of catching up with Keith. Your boy Tory Lanez got found guilty in that Megan Thee Stallion shooting case, bro. I don't think we ever got to touch base on your reaction from that. But um, did you see that coming? It, it, it kind of felt like the court of public opinion was going to take over, right? Won't lie, I didn't see it coming. I, I mean, the, 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 there was a lot of um. I guess the what was it the the defense the prosecutors like allowed the the story to be kind of weird mm-hmm. like so I'm like oh the story's kind of weird that which that's a lot, all you need is a reasonable doubt to say uh not not guilty I can't you know I can't say guilty and there was tons of space for doubt but then again we kind of getting it through the filter of TMZ and social and Twitter, media so. exactly yeah exactly mm-hmm. but when if you in the, the courtroom it's like yeah. Maybe the prosecutors allowed a, a weird ass story to creep in there, but it, it, that dude shot him, man. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like because they're getting the, the evidence. Like, yeah, that that dude shot him, man. I, can't nobody tell me nothing. I think residue on his was it. He did have residue on his hand, but the um, woman Chelsea, the other woman Kelsey, one of the friends had residue. 
Um, yeah. But Megan didn't say she got shot at first. Then she said she got shot. So it was so much of this like back and forth changing stories that it, I mean, it caused enough of a confusion to at least sway the, the court of public opinion. But evidence yeah. is evidence, bro. And and they already had yeah. him on the phone talking to the shorty the next day apologizing. <laughs> yeah, was that, they, they put that in court? I think that was played in court. It didn't get released to the public until after the case was over. But I think they heard that wow. in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the thing with um, if her name is Kelsey, like uh, I think uh, when she got interviewed by the cops, it was like I heard a shot, and and um, Tory Lane. I just saw Tory Lane's kind of pointing outside the the car window, something like mm-hmm. that. Oh. And then at, at court, she was like, "No, nope, nobody, you know, no gun, no no nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy too if you forget that um, Tory Lanez ain't even from America yeah, right like you get deported yeah that's nuts bro um, but yeah wilding out is not the way to you know what I'm saying like handle your, your your issues like we just said conflict resolution going to guns it don't seem to be working out for anybody you know what I mean so definitely find different ways um, and then also a bigger note is if cause it was rumored that Megan Thee Stein and, and Tory Lanez was in a relationship so I mean if your relationships go to violence Go to volatile, you know, nonsense. You've seen it with Dana White recently. You sometimes you gotta separate yourself from that. You know what I mean? That's not what love is. That's not how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. And you know, it's it's I can't even imagine being in a situation where you have to when it comes to pointing a gun in the direction of anybody Loaded, that, that I'm, you know what I'm saying I'm cool with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that part is insane to me. Like it could have been I know I'm I would bet money that Tory Lanez ain't no marksman or nothing. Like he ain't no, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit a target from from a hundred yards or whatever. So if you know, it could have been so much more terrible. Like it could have been horrible. What happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think about that, and that's the thing too that I think we was getting caught up in. Whether you like Megan Thee Stallion or not, she got shot. <laughs> well, you don't know who did. Whether you thought it was Tory who did it, she still got shot, and it's like. She yeah. got the right to feel hurt that someone that she might have cared about shot her. That's some traumatic shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I wish them both the best in their careers, and hopefully they could both move on from this because you don't want th- this to define you. It'd be the defining moment of your careers. Yeah. I mean, even if he didn't fire, that would have been traumatic. It would have, like, yeah. If, if pointing, just, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that he pointed and then shot, like, the, and after, or the, or the, so think about it. From The argument traumatizes people. The argument alone, or you know, her was pretty like explosive, or whatever. The argument alone for her to say, you "Just let me out the car," or, or I don't know if they she she was you know kicked out the car, or she mm-hmm. left, and then the pointing, and then the firing, like it's a lot. And then the cops kind of like all the whole thing is just bananas. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you add alcohol into it, it just makes it much more complicated, man. Ah, uh, man, but we still catching up with Keith, and Keith, you might have to put me on a game with a little bit of this one, man. Um. Who is George Santos and why are he lying so much? <laughs> Yo, who's man? George, who's George Santos joined us. The George Santos joined us fun because I think everybody had a boy who just lied for weird reasons <laughs> and about weird stuff. So the George Santos joined everybody. Man, man, democracy is at at stake and all this type of shit. And I was like, man. I, I miss dudes like George Santos and my crew, man. Like, you get older, you <laughs> laugh for no reason. Laugh for no reason, but shit be fun. Like, yeah, man, I got a PlayStation 4. Man, nigga, it's 2002. You ain't what? what? PlayStation 1? <laughs> Straight from man, Japan, nigga, right? Prototype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you know my cousin's Japanese, right? Yeah, right. You, you ain't got no Japanese cousin. Yeah, man. I, yeah, so that dude lied about it. 
You know what's crazy? He lied about stuff that like doesn't necessarily get you ahead. Mm-hmm. He said he was gay. Like, he just dropped it in there. He said, yeah, you know, da 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 And I'm gay. Oh, not oh, y'all ain't convinced that I'm gay? All right. I got four employees that died in the Pulse nightclub shooting. Oh, I, oh, I, I went to college, y'all. And my man even lie and say, you know, like, he even lie and say I went to Harvard or, you know, he said I went to Brute College. I went. I went to Brute College, right? So I'm not shitting on Brute. I'm just saying it's not a school you would lie to people about going, going to. to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now he, um, he, he in, in in the New York media because he ran in New York, right? So right. he got yeah, yeah. he pulled, he won, he ran in one in uh, like Queens, Long Island. He said uh, a couple of his lies. He said he lied about where he went to school, like Keith said. Lied about where he worked. Um, lied about owning rental properties. Lied about being robbed for rent money. Apparently, lied about being Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he said his he said his folks died in the Holocaust. Wow, uh, <laughs> lied about his criminal status in Brazil. Um, lied to donors. He said he was a star volleyball player at Baru College. <laughs> yeah, he just like the the lies is like just usually you put you slip one line in just to get your foot in the door, get a leg up, so people could you know take the rest of you or whatever. Oh, my man went in, and I want to know who he really... You, you started this whole thing off, and who is George Santos? I don't know. No, <laughs> no one, one knows, knows right? <laughs> he don't it's know. It's usually a little, a little lie. Like, even Trump did the whole billionaire thing and how successful he is, but then he came and he said, yeah, you know, I'm really successful. I'm racist too, y'all. Come through. <laughs> right? Like, just a little something that he come through with the truth. George Santos slipped in lies, and it just built on him, which is hilarious to me it's it's crazy so, I mean, but he already has the office so not, people ask him for to step down and he like nah yeah. <laughs> nah <laughs> I'm, I'm good B and he gets a salary a real salary like that's the truth like there's no fake salary he gets a real salary uh, yeah, I mean he probably won't get a reelected. might as well ride it out right it is. <laughs> yeah just ride it out man I mean I, the, you know one thing people cannot take away U.S. representative for off of your resume, so who knows what he could, what he could, you know, what he could do after this. Regardless of what, whatever shame he leaves the office in, he gonna get a job, a nice job too. Somebody gonna hire. Oh, well, him. yeah, because your because your name's in the algorithm, you're trending, right? So you you got some type of value to somebody, right? You right? Yeah, at the very least, he's gonna go on like a, a Navy SEALs uh, game show or some <laughs> shit like that, some shit where he's like dodging balls, people launching Swiss balls at him or some shit like that. He gotta dodge him. That that shit pays pretty nicely. Yo, Keith, I don't know if you ever familiar with a new segment that we got on this show, man. I usually do it when my man Speck is here, but we on our Brooklyn shit today, so we jacking it from Speck, and it's called Respect or Speculation. Basically, um, you tell me if you respect what's going on in this story or if you got a little bit of speculation. Actually, it's called Put Some Respect on My Name. I fucked that up. But <laughs> you're either going to tell me if you got respect or speculation. You know what I mean? First one up, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. He got the classified documents, too? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, it was coming at my man Trump for the classified documents being found. Apparently, as early as the midterm elections, Sleepy Joe, they was coming up with classified documents from his time as vice presidency. And then, uh, I believe, this week found more documents at his uh, Delaware home. Oh, uh, man, that's, <laughs> that's nervous, bro. Um, do they, do yeah. they even know what's in the... They don't know what's... Well, they're not going to tell us what's in the documents, right? But apparently... Uh, Apparently he doesn't know either because the lawyers is like, yo, you don't want to know. Like we just leave it like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and now it's good. It, it could cause a bit of a headache for Joe because now he has to answer to this. It's gonna start an investigation, and uh, 
it just doesn't look great, right? When you, it's like, like, like I just mentioned Dana White earlier in a previous episode. He got caught up for the domestic violence, and people want to throw that up because they're like, yo, you've condemned other people for their domestic violence. Same thing with Joe. You just condemned Trump for having these documents at Mar-a-Lago. What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with you, Joe? What I will say though, and I don't know if you pick up on this, I feel like Joe gets a pass in the media. Like, if it was Trump, I feel like every crazy thing he would have said about it, anything, it's it, like it blows up my phone. When it's Biden, it's, yeah. it, it does come up on the headlines. It's a little sporadic, though. <laughs> but that's that's Trump's own doing. That's though. true. Like, yeah. That's like, you know, presidents. Uh, I said this when Joe Biden first got elected. Presidents are supposed to be boring. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, the a president wearing a brown suit to a press conference. Like, that being headline news, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, something stupid like that. So, you know, if something like that did happen, Trump, oh, it's a, it's a witch hunt, or why, you know, why a nigga can't have some documents at the crib, what? <laughs> right, all, saying all kinds of crazy shit. Joe, if he says it, and Trump says this shit, shit on purpose, if Joe says it, like, he'll say it by accident. I think he said, yeah, nigga, it, was, it ain't like it was out on the street. I had it right next to my Corvette. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, stop talking, dog. Just stop talking. <laughs> That's some joint. Your girl catch you doing something. Like, yo, uh, oh, what are you talking about? I was with my boy Kevin. You know, he's the one with all the bitches, not me. Not me. I was, I was just with him. So you got, what you got, respect for Joe Biden? You believe him or you got a little bit of speculation in this situation? Uh, I got speculation. I'm big speculation, though. I mean... I wouldn't doubt that this is a normal thing to have a couple documents at the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just wouldn't doubt it. But now, like, it, it, Joe's team's the ones who who found it. Probably 15 years. I'm sure, like, sure Obama and and uh, George George Bush could. It was like, oh, you could. You can't, I didn't know you. Could, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> they dropping shit off on Tuesday. <laughs> they like, yo, yeah, yo, we gonna leave these back here. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They ain't even gonna show their face. They just gonna drop that shit off like a clothing donation bin. Just like, oh shit, let me drop off these codes and shit. I am not gonna keep those. I was thinking that. I was like, yo, Obama, they coming for you next, dog. <laughs> yo, Trump probably. They probably mad at Trump not because Trump is Trump, but because he probably made it hot. And he's like, yo, man, they asked you for it. just get that shit back. Like, stop making it a thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I got a little bit of speculation for Sleepy Joe myself on that one, man. Next up, Keith, respect for speculation. I don't know if you heard, but all over the world, everybody's talking about the Prince, the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, writing a book called Spare. supposed to be a tell-all novel about his experiences from young as his mom dying when he was a child to um, just issues that he's had with his brother and even up to the Meghan Markle um, marriage and how much uh, his family was against it. Um, he's definitely telling all and holding no bars behind. Um, I mean, and I got a sibling, right? You got siblings as well. Everybody got brotherly, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes family beefs that, that we keep in house. We don't necessarily got to yeah. take outside the house. Obviously the beef with the Royal family, he's, he's, it's public at this point, but do you think he kind of violated a little bit by talking on personal issues? Yeah. With, uh, Prince William. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I did, man. I felt funny about that. I felt weird about that. And I, I looked at it and, you know what? They got to make a living. Remember, they're not living on that that royal check no That's more. True. It's like, and Meghan Markle ain't gonna, you know, ain't gonna be landing acting gigs like that. So it's like, oh, you gotta do something. Let's write a book. I'm just, I'm surprised he did like a tell-all kind of thing. I thought it was gonna be some cool, like, you know, he's a historical figure in in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, be write a little history book. Or I don't, I don't know what he could have written, but yeah, I, I was a little. I don't want, I don't know if I want to say disappointed because that would imply that I give give a lot of a yeah. shit, like, but 
it's just like, man, like, you know, you ain't have to go all out like that. <laughs> you had a cool, we kind of, we didn't like you, but we didn't hate you. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> nah. Exactly. Like, when he talks shit, talk shit about the institution and, like, just as a general principle, like, people being racist against his wife and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I get it, but, like, when he took it to his brother, then I just felt funny about well, it. Well, you know why it's called Spare, right? No. Um, because basically, well, the um, I guess William is well, well, King Charles is the king, and now William is the the heir. He's always been the heir, and basically yeah. they were like, so they can't fly together. They can't ever be on the same jet because if it goes down, uh, there's both of them go. Yeah. So, they, but he can fly with whoever. So they call him the spare. Wow. <laughs> like you ain't the heir, you the spare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so now, but when I learned that, and then I hear some of the stuff he's talking about, and then I'm like. He he wasn't allowed to grieve about his moms, cause they wasn't sad about his moms dying. Basically, no, wow. you know what I mean. And it was like, yeah. damn, yeah, maybe he kind of felt like an outsider in the crib. You know what I'm saying? And and some stuff. I didn't even like the way he talked about killing Afghanistan. Like that was a little wild. Like he was just talking about like how he was killing soldiers and he was knocking off like pieces off a chessboard. I mean, I didn't get the full context. So I don't want to judge it, but I was like, I, I mean, you yeah. talking about killing people it, either way. You know what I'm saying? Was he glorifying it or just kind of reflecting on? I, I mean, it sounded like he was tooting his own horn, like, you know, talking about, like, he was really in battle, I guess, trying to, like, yeah, yeah. you know, speak that he was really on them lines, which I don't even know how much I believe. <laughs> that seems a little wild, yeah. but, I mean, he's, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, you to, to your point, the family stuff was more the corny stuff. It's like, you ain't even got to, because what if this don't work out? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> now you can't yeah, go home. Yeah, that's, the, that's the thing, I'm because, like, just this whole media thing, unless they're just trying to make a boatload of money, knowing how hot they are right now, mm-hmm. make you know, get this bag and then figure out how to flip flip this bag on the low. Like, they out, like, the, that Netflix joint, and the crown is popping. Oh, wait, the Netflix, they just theirs, had the documentary, but, right, on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I forgot about Megan that. Megan had an interview with Oprah, um... Now, um, and by the way, man, and he's redheaded. I want like he, I, I guess like he's like that. You know, they have that thing, the redheaded stepchild, stepchild yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I wonder if that fit like plays into the whole being a spare, right? Uh, yeah, the whole spare thing, like. And then he even talked about uh, his brother's balding. Oh, it's just weird, man. <laughs> you dropping diss and, tracks and, now, son. <laughs> yeah, he dropped. Yeah, that that was a rough one, man. And then he his joint. He got the joint like sunroof. You know he saying? got the sunroof. Happening. Yeah, he got the sunroof. Where from the front, the joint like you look like you got a hairline, but in the back, it's just straight up missing. Oh, you got your whole shit blown off. Don't, if you live in them glass houses, man, don't throw them stones, brother. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Like, I, yeah, it seemed like I, a super kind of super headish. It seemed like you definitely lived off of this, yeah. like got your fame off of this, and now we gonna shit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, they're probably the most famous. Everyone needs money, but I, I'm I, I just wonder like if this is like a money play where it's like, listen, man, I I didn't have no backup plan. Like, you mm-hmm. know, this is what I do. They, they gave me <laughs> they gave me my university. I don't got no skill except. You know, killing uh, uh, enemy Taliban soldiers. soldiers but, right? <laughs> yeah, unless he enlists in the, in the U.S. Army or some shit. <laughs> uh, Keith, last one, man. Uh, let's see if you got respect or speculation. Meek Mill offered an apology because uh, I don't know if you've seen recently he was in Ghana and he actually got to go to the uh, the presidential palace, better, better known as the Jubilee House. However, he showed up in basketball shorts and a white tee. <laughs> along with the rest of his crew um, and then proceeded to film a music video there which he did have permission for but a lot of people uh, of Ghana descent and people who lived in Ghana sound like felt like this was disrespectful 
Like, you wouldn't show up to the White House in basketball shorts and white tee, and you definitely ain't filming no music video cursing, you know, calling women the B-word and talking about murking people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Meek, you know, I'm feeling that, that that he saw the backlash when he dropped a little clip of it, you know, decided to come out with a, a response, uh, sorry, a, um, apology, you know, basically saying that it meant no disrespect by it. Actually, I'll read it. To the people of Ghana, no... Um, People of Ghana, the video I dropped was never meant to disrespect the people of Ghana. The fastest way to make the connection is through music, and I wanted to do that with displaying art. I'm in my 30s from America, and I didn't know much about the lifestyle here. My apologize to the people for any disrespect. Uh, we still going to push to make the connection between black people in America and Africa. What I'm trying to do is more in the video, and you should see coming soon. My apologies to the office, too. Um, which I guess he didn't really have to do. You know what I mean? So I give him props yeah, yeah. in that respect. But um, And I even looked at the video. The video didn't look like he wasn't doing nothing disrespectful in the video other than, I guess, his outfit, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But he also, I mean, he, he also did some official, like, events in that same outfit. You know what I mean? He met yeah. with him and um, uh, uh, had permission to, the, you know what I mean, to do everything that he did. So was he in the wrong here or do you think maybe people were just overreacting a little bit because of the culture difference? Yeah. Uh, so first thing is... I'm guessing this happened recently because I just I just just hopped on my phone and checked the weather in Ghana. Shit's about 90 degrees, the high of 90 degrees, <laughs> sunny, clear skies and shit. Yeah, like that. So it was the Afro one. Nation Music Festival, which held on December 29th and 30th, which is what Meek was out there for. All right, so you already know. And um, but yeah, go to your point. 90 degrees, like he didn't want to wear no suit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he also was riding the bikes. He I don't know if you've seen them like the videos. But he was out there with the dirt bikes, and he was popping wheelies and doing all that out there because they got a big culture of that out there. Well, I was about to say, the, the apology, he says, that, oh, just check out my video. You'll see that I wasn't being disrespectful. I was like, I want, I didn't see the video, but I'm like, oh, if you popping wheelies on four-wheelers and through the palace and shit like that, I don't know if that's a sign of respect. <laughs> Getting checking dirt and shit all through the mall. I ain't see him doing that on the palace. I seen him just doing that in Africa and in Ghana, but I ain't see him doing that at the palace. <laughs> but oh, okay. I think that might have been his mode of transportation to the palace. Like, they might have rode in a convoy, right. you know what I'm saying, to get there like, on, on their bike. So, uh, why you would show us smelling like dirt bikes and shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people could view that as disrespect, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's, what was the thing? Speculation or respect? Yeah, yeah. I'm on the speculation side. Because just approaching the whole thing like that, I, I feel as if he, um, and I don't know if there's anything that, that the when he was interfacing with the people to book the video to get, um like the permission for the video if he felt like it was casual or something like that. But to approach it casually like that, like Meek Mill's a guy of, you know, he's a guy of repute. Like he's famous. Mm -hmm. He, you know, you know, and yeah, and not just for music and not just for bad stuff. Like since he got out of jail, I feel as if he's done a lot for, for society. hundred percent. And I, and I think that, um, you know, the, the Ghana government is probably happy to have him there. So, I think he just from the jump he just didn't realize how much of an honor it was, or I don't I don't know why that is. Is, <laughs> is it because it's an African nation or whatever it is? Like to not be like, oh, I'm getting invited to the palace, and this is like, what what is this palace? Like some kind of royal? It's, it's the presidential palace. It's called the Jubilee House. Presidential yeah, palace. Yeah. Like he knows the presidential palace. I don't know why he wouldn't think that he should greet them like in a you know, going to buy duchess, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keith, real quick, I don't know we showed on time, man. Uh, we're gonna do some rapid fire. Have you heard? Uh huh. Connected. I got a quest. And the question I ask you is, how bad you wanna know? Story that I had to get your opinion on, man. Um, uh, a dad uh was in a 
Ecuador custody battle, um, basically could not get custody of his children, decided to legally change his gender to female and actually was accessed. Uh, he actually won custody of his kids, got him out of an abusive situation, um, but he couldn't get it before as a male. <laughs> so basically he's on paper. He's now no, he changed his gender to female. Um, and cause they would never like, it's one of those courts where they're like, we can't give the father custody. <laughs> We're not going to take away from a mother, no matter in, as he in Ecuador. In Ecuador, excuse, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he was able to prove that the mother was abusive, and they still like we're not taking her away from the mother. And but for some reason, legally as a, as a woman, and I can show him to court saying that he identifies as a woman, they figure, yo, this is a better better move. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Renee Salinos uh, Ramo, uh, Ramos, excuse me, forty seven years old, is now listed as a female on official documents in De in Ecuador, despite the fact he still identifies as a cisgender male in his everyday life. These is nice, the black one, right? Yeah. Between, remember, you know that meme where he's like this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just leaning back, just mind blown. My whole that I'm completely that emoji right now. He's, that's a lot, bro. You dropped it on me. You know <laughs> he I mean? said, I have not heard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a lot there. He, um, Good, bad, and just in the middle. Yeah. He hadn't seen this kid in five months. Both, I started both of his children, and they were, they were stuck with their abusive mother. Wow. Yeah. Did you get the um, society's reaction to it? Uh, so there's a few things there. I could see people being offended that uh, he kind of. I guess faking the funk on being a trans person. Mm -hmm. That that has happened. I'm just cu LGBT, I'm curious about that. Um, LGBT that uh, Q organizations um, are angered by his um, actions because they feel that it is disingenuous to trans citizens. Um, the Ecuadorian Federation of LGBTI organizations released a statement denouncing Ramos's outlandish actions. Um, this man's private matter to obtain custody of his daughters isn't the spirit of the law. Uh, prominent trans activist uh, Diane Rodriguez uh, said. Rodriguez said uh, she thought that this was fake news, but now she's you know realized it's real, and now we're afraid that the assembly in the assembly things will go backwards um, in terms of rights towards transgender people. All right, and then on the next level, though, amongst so there's a there's a, a sentiment amongst men who've been through family court that. Well, kind of what he felt that it was it's unfair to yeah. men. Even in this country, men feel like that. They call it women's court. And, 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 yeah. Uh, did, did he break the code? Like this, like the, the, that tactic is like. He John Q'd it. Extraordinary. He, he did what he had to do for his kids. <laughs> yeah. And then and saved them from an abusive situation. Yeah. Like that's. John Q and that, Jawana that, man that, at the same part. time. <laughs> oh man mind blown wow wow but now what it is happening is so you do see things where people are taking advantage of this um i've heard something where uh i don't know if this was the reason this person did it but i heard a person change their gender and their car insurance went down um <laughs> so you know what i'm saying you could have people trying to abuse it you also have a story i gotta get more facts on this before we we talk about it but Dwayne wade you know how his his um his daughter wanted to uh, yeah. change her gender uh, to female mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, ha has gone through the process, but I don't think any surgeries were done, not that I know of. And um, I think legally on Just paper. Just gender affirming, gender affirming like treatment, but not like hormonal stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. But I don't, but I think still on paper, she's listed as a male. So I know that he filed a petition to change her gender, you know, legally. And the mother, right. you know, his, her birth mother is like, nah, 
that, that's not part of our custody agreement. Like you weren't, you know what I'm saying? You took the, the, the responsibility to protect her and, you know, health decisions, but this ain't a health decision. This is out that that range. Um, and some people feel she might be a little bit disingenuous. Like she's just against the transgender movement as opposed to right. more so thinking that Dwayne Wade is putting their child in any kind of risk. It's a big conversation. It's wow. a lot to unpack, right? <laughs> that's a big that's a big conversation. And then again, she's a parent. That could just be her belief mm-hmm. and that, that counts for something. That's true. No, no. That that one yeah. there's a lot to unpack even more. What this guy did definitely took advantage of the system and obviously they're gonna make legislation to kind of maybe slow that down from happening yeah. because um we just even recently had the first transgender execution, um, I think last month in this country. Uh, a transgender inmate was executed. Yeah, uh, a, a man killed his woman, his, his girlfriend, buried the body, and then during the time between him being arrested and, and being on a death row, he um, transitioned into a woman. Before conviction, after conviction? I think after conviction, he was already in jail. Oh, yeah. okay. But they still... Was he still in a, in a male prison? That I don't know what kind of prison they kept him in. I, I want to say, yeah. yeah, they did keep him in a male prison. Um... But I believe I miss all this shit, man. I gotta read. <laughs> I gotta start reading, man. I gotta stop stop just reading the headlines. Start reading the articles. <laughs> that shit, this shit is mind blown. Right? Yeah. The can we get back to Ecuador? This shit is like some like if John Q had a sequel, like this would be that shit. Like <laughs> the remake, right? <laughs> they, they remake John Q or some shit like that. Like make it more modern. Like th- that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look, but he didn't do the like. He doesn't look like a woman. That'd be like full blown. He still showed up to court dressed as a man, but on his he pulls out his um his like driver's license and shows that he's female. <laughs> that's crazy. I f- yeah, I don't know because well, I was about to say that's kind of like. Like flaunting it in people's face, like, well, it says female, but clearly, you know, phenotypically, like you're you're, you're a man or whatever. Uh, wow. If he did it for any other reason besides his kids, I'd be like, yo, that's corny. But you know what I mean? Yeah. If you do it for your kids, you gotta do what you gotta do to get him out of an abusive situation. Well, uh, yeah, and that and that's the thing because that that um you said the LGBTQIA uh, of Ecuador uh, released that statement. And didn't mention why he did it. I felt that was, I don't know, like they could have mentioned that to be fair. Because they make it seem like he was just doing it for shits and gigs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like some on some George Santos yeah. shit. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> Keith, have you heard uh, high school football players were hospitalized after a coach made them do 400 push-ups as a punishment? Like, come on, dog. <laughs> after the Damar Hamilton shit, you going to do some wild shit with any type of football he player? He did it after it? Um, wow. he, he got in trouble after it. I'm, let me double check, see if he did it. It said it happened Friday. What kind of medical yeah, issues? It happened last Friday, so it was after. Wow. What kind of medical issues was it like uh, passing out? Yeah, it looks like exhaustion, but let me just double check. Um, So they were required to do push-ups as part of a punishment with no water breaks. Um, He was hospitalized and diagnosed with uh, rhymdamylosis, which can cause kidney damage or failure. I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm almost sure. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, that's like, that's bad. At least eight students were hospitalized after the extreme workout. Wow. That's nutty, bro. Like, yeah, you don't come on, coach. He's in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on. Coach. I mean, even before Demar Hamlin, just given the, um, this day and age, like stuff like this has been in the public quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, in adult athletes, but especially in in youth athletes, like this is 
That was, that was in a good mood. Not at all. There must be more he made them do the 400 push-ups thing. I guess 400 But you know how coaches are when they get like caught up. They start getting hyped up. They start, you know, like, oh, yeah, you giving up? You give, they, It's like, thank the Marines, dog. Nigga <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got yeah, class yeah. after this. What you doing? <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. That, that stuff is, is interesting because, like, that's the less brutal part of the sport. Mm. You said it was football, yeah. right? That's the less brutal part of the sport. Even when you mentioned the Marines, like even in military training, like that's the less brutal part of your whole mm-hmm. occupation. So I wonder how how is it that they could tell like the how far to go? Because they, in a way, you kind of got to go, you got to go pretty grueling, but not to the point of like being abusive. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a I'm not a coach, so I don't just don't know that point. But I'm like, man, I wonder what that point is. Yeah, and he only had this position for about a year. It says the football coach's name was John, uh, John Harrell. And yeah, like, but like you said, they're not trained in knowing how to reckon. I don't know. I shouldn't say they're not trained, but I don't know how much training they have on recognizing exhaustion, recognizing when a kid's yeah. not dogging it, he's really hurt or really, you know, what I'm saying like can't go on. And the fact that come on, four hundred pushups in an hour, dog. Like I get it, but you trying to push the best out of them? Not like that, though. Give them the water breaks. Right, give, right, do it the right yeah. way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Keith, I want to talk to you because you, you, I didn't see the um, Demar Hamlin injury, um, but you actually texted the the, the group and me and um, Specs talked about it on the episode. But actually seeing it live, how did that? How how that hit you? Well, the first thing you thought is uh, concussion. Mm-hmm. Well, because. You didn't so the in real in real time the way it played out was oh uh, you heard them say oh this is injured you know he just tackled um, T Higgins mm-hmm. right tackled you were gonna go set up for for the next down or whatever and you know when a, there's a player injured on the field like, oh it's an injured player we'll go throw the commercial break break we'll be right back usually with the next play mm-hmm. they'll that player may would have left already whatever they come back say and he was still wasn't up like yo that's Crazy, so you think, and then they replayed. I think they replayed the, when he collapsed. So it's like, oh, concussion. Okay, yeah, because that's the first time you've seen it, right? You got to see it. First time you've seen mm-hmm. it, yeah. But you don't process everything because it, the way he popped up. Oftentimes, if you pop up, the concussion is kind of wobbly first. But it was up and then well, you saw the yeah, it fall straight back down he, like a fate in, in a movie. Straight yeah, down, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, that joint was crazy. And then you know the night went on and on. You found out he had a, a, a cardiac arrest. Then that made sense why all the players are like bothered like that. Like that, watching somebody get CPR done on them could be very traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when that it's your friend, you're not expecting it to be like that. Like it's the the scene of it is is not. You know, I you know I used to work in a hospital. I've seen it quite, done quite a few times. It's not. It's it's more um, expected in the hospital. But when you see it on a football field, it's, it, it's got to look crazy. I'm sure they cut his pads off. Mm-hmm. They have to expose his chest to, to do the AED and all that stuff. They're pounding on his chest and all that, pumping on his chest, all that stuff. But well, you know, I'm sure they, they probably broke a few few of his ribs. Mm-hmm. That was a concern. Doing some good That's CPR. And it just the yeah. yeah, like you said, the traumatic effect of not where in football you move up 15 yards in practice if mm-hmm. someone gets injured. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you said, you used to commercial break. We got to get back on the field. They didn't. Right. They were about to. Yeah. They was. They were saying, "Oh, go in the locker room. Y'all gonna come back out to warm yeah. up." They were ready to, because that's just the culture of football. Mm-hmm. But they realized how major it was, and you know, different um, commentators, analysts, and commentators are saying, "Yeah, the NFL probably called, probably consulted with a bunch of people." But the instinct was like, "All right, if y'all could play, let's let's play." 
And I thought they were gonna they were gonna play, but they were actually pretty close to playing. Yeah. And the fact that it was a national game probably affected it too. Like if that was like yeah. in a smaller market, they might have moved on. But like, everyone's watching, Mo- the world's watching. Monday night football, bro, <laughs> like that, crazy. Yeah, and then you know, did you know it came off the heels of another player dying? Have you heard? Um, of a Jacksonville Jaguars offensive guard. He's a former player. His name was Uche Nwerne. He actually died of a heart attack on December thirtieth. So that, so that happened like wow. about two or three days later. But he was found for having a heart attack, and that. He's an active player? No, no, he was a former player. He played some time for the Giants, but he was retired at the, or I guess just not on the team at the moment. Um, He was 38 years old, so I guess he was retired, yeah. 38. um, But that's scary. That's our age. That's it. Yeah. That's our age. Heart attack. Yeah, man. Like, and you got to think that dude was in one of the the most in shape people in the world Mm -hmm. being a professional football player. Then uh, Peyton Hill is a little bit different, but. he was on a ventilator. I think his kids, like, they were in some kind of water accident or something like that. And the kids was getting carried out by a riptide. He went to save them. And then um, he had some some type of injury. I don't know if, like, near a drowning. I don't know what it was, but he was on a ventilator for a little bit. But he just got came off. He's on the mend now. Oh, definitely, man. Looks like he's doing pretty good. Yeah, that's Peyton Hillis. Right? Shout out to Peyton Hillis. Shout out to Demar Hamlin. He's out the hospital. Also, he's out. He's back home. Yep. That's that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. If you if you know how that stuff goes, man. The, to be back home, that's that's huge. They wouldn't let him back home unless he was in amazing shape, you know, compared to a couple weeks. Exactly. Ago. I don't know if he's talking yet. I haven't heard any reports on that, but I definitely know he's up and about. He, he, he's, if I were to guess, he's most likely talking because he's up and awake and all that type okay. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything seems to be going in a positive direction. So that's that's that's. I'm happy. You know, what I mean, and I, I like. It shut down media, right? That's all media spoke about for days. Everybody yeah. was on the Skip Ham, uh, Skip Ham, the Skip Bayless, uh, you know what I'm saying, whatever, pylon train. But it's like, let's give it the same attention that he recovered. Because if he would have died, you know it would have been top story on anything, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So give it that same respect that he's 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 back, you know, prayers were answered. And you know, I don't know if he's going to play football again, but definitely, you know, shout out to the Bills because they didn't have to pay him. They made sure he got his full payment for the year. That's huge, yep. yeah. That's, yeah. That, don't happen, I, that don't happen a lot in football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they ain't giving up the money like that. So, I mean, I was wishing the best. And I don't know if he wants to play football again. Um, definitely wanted to take the time and think about how much it's worth and, you know, what life is going to be for him moving on from this point on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think one, one of the big <laughs> questions hanging out there is how did this happen? Did he have something an issue with him going on already? So, like, we've heard of, of deaths. Mm-hmm. Um of of athletes like uh got the dude's name i think there was like a movie or documentary about him when we were younger and basically like he was he was part of a a basketball team who had an extremely fast pace Mm -hmm. like they ran up and down the court like crazy and he had like a like um his heart was kind of swollen already like internally so like he just collapsed on the court and died Mm. yeah Yeah, i'm sure stuff like that happens all the time you know what i mean um Mm. But definitely, you know what I mean, like, and I was even telling Spec, like, like my nephew playing football, you know what I mean, even with the head injuries, like, mm-hmm. I don't even 100% know how I feel about it, you know what I mean, like, that, I can't tell him not to, just not my kid, one, two, I also did it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. on the level that he did it on, but it's like, it's still a concern, you know what I mean, with knowing what we yeah. know, I don't know if I would have played football knowing what we know now, you know what I mean, so. Yeah. Um, even even pro uh, football, uh, former pro football players are saying, yeah, I don't know about the, the football joint, I think, um. Uh, the dude they call Swagoo on ESPN. Oh, I was oh. just talking about it. Like him and him and his lady, uh, him and his wife, um, their son. Like I don't think he plays. I'm not sure if he plays football yet. But basically, like 
it's not something he's going to push him towards. Like, he's not going to tell us, like, yeah, go play football if he wants to. That's a different conversation, but he doesn't – because he understands how violent of a sport it mm-hmm. is and stuff like that. And so many people say, yeah, my son, man, they ain't playing football. Have you made a decision on that yet? I don't have a son as of yet, but I don't I – don't, and I'm hoping my daughter's not going to want to play, but have you even thought about stuff like that yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Football, <laughs> I mean – it's a tough thing when when your kid wants to do something because mm-hmm. especially in this day and age we're all about enabling our kids to say yo you want that then go get mm-hmm. it you know what I'm saying that's how you succeed but like that's the one thing it's a sport there's a lot of good things that come from it however it's very violent and it's it's, it's fairly dangerous yeah so. nah it's definitely yeah, a conversation right? to have man even with like yeah. soccer saying, you put me on a game with the the girls with the uh the headers. How concussions yeah. is, is deeper in that. So it's even something that I, I want to be, you know, wary of before I just tell my daughter to go out there and, and be the one she could be. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a scary thing, man. And uh, something we got to think about as parents, man. But that's another episode in the books, my boy. First one for the year yeah. for your, your boy Keith and your man Plicka Keith. Where can my people find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Better get your kids into chess, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can find your man DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also find me on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Uh, find me on TikTok at Plickapeezy also. Um, and you can follow Perfect Talk on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Also check out the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode, plus my radio show, The Night Shift. And Money Talks Radio is coming back in 2023. We was just in the studio. It's the radio show I do with my brother, DJ Show. So look out for that. Every Wednesday, like I said earlier, AO Wednesdays on Instagram with my homegirl AO Niche. We go live on Instagram live and talk about everything that people want to hear. So, you know me, look out for that as well. Um, and every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, if I didn't say that already. <laughs> Just everywhere, you know what I mean? So go check it out, SoundCloud, of course. And uh, leave a, late, a rating, leave a like, leave a review. Check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, smash that like button, and do the damn thing. Keith, this week I seen a, a woman hit a man in the head with a bowling ball. <laughs> that was one of the nuttiest. In real life? It was on Instagram. It was like, it's a viral video. Uh, they were arguing. Yeah, yeah. And she knocked him out with a bowling ball. That was one of the craziest things I've seen all week. But what have you been watching lately, my guy? <laughs> uh, well, I just finished this um, Hulu show called Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay. Which which was is basically about, um, this is... This Mormon community, there was a murder there, mm. and basically it's, it's this whole thing about you know them exploring Mormonism and like when people take the religion too seriously and fundamentalism and all that type of stuff. I found it wasn't a very I won't, I won't lie it wasn't a very entertaining entertaining show. Uh, it was I did I was always doing some shit in the background like while it was mm-hmm. on like just trying to catch the main drift and then probably like the last. It's like seven episodes, like the last 45 minutes of the show. I probably like Got it locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just thought it was fascinating. I just started listening to podcasts about the shit and everything. Are you, are you into True Crime? Uh, uh, I like True Crime. I'm not, I'm not like super into it. I do enjoy it, though. Mm-hmm. Like As far as like podcasts, I listen to podcasts a lot at night, so I don't listen to a lot of like True Crime and shit. <laughs> I listen to a lot of sports and comedy. 
But uh, yeah, true crime is fun because you got to Google shit after it's done. It gets a little, yeah, get more of the story. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch, I had to stop yeah. fucking with serial because I used to listen to it like when I be coming home from my night job. So it'd be two thirty in the morning, <laughs> I'm listening about this murder. I'm like, nah, I don't need these thoughts, bro. <laughs> when, and when you drive in at night, they, when they describing like murder scenes and shit like that, everywhere it just looks like that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, there goes a tall, there was a tall grass in the body. The foot was sticking out. The yep. shit, and you look over and it's some tall grass, <laughs> <laughs> like for, some shit that looked like a foot, but it's an old boot that somebody threw. Let me get home before they hem me up for this shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, uh, definitely back for the 2023, man. Good doing an episode with you, Keith. Always a blessing, man. And uh, we up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, my brother. Peace. Peace.